Hey guys, this is E-Man Bates here with Beats and Brews. I'm sitting here with a good friend and I just actually got to see perform last night. Masashi Zero. Cheers. Cheers. Over there uh, getting hydrated. <laughs> Always. Yep, I'm here with uh, Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing over in uh, Mills River, North Carolina. I just gotta try, you know, local brands when I come out to different states and stuff like that. Especially Nashville. Oh yeah, absolutely. You guys are one of the big, bigger cities in the country, though. Yep, it's a big thing. Yep, big thing. All right, man. So I check out a lot of your music actually, and then you know I got to see you perform last night, which mm -hmm. was excellent, by the way. Thank uh, you. Yeah, he's a hell of a performer. In fact, all those guys, shout out to SK and mm -hmm. uh, PTP and all those guys. Yeah, Olivier, well, EME, Panther God. Yep. One thing that's very unique about you that I noticed is your voice, first and foremost. So <laughs> what? So <laughs> you, him talking right yeah. now and him how he raps are two totally different things. So. First of all, I want them to hear it. Second of all, like, okay. what, what was your, uh, like, how did you actually get that sound? Uh, well, there's recordings from like 2009, like my first songs that I ever recorded like a decade ago that like I sound totally different and didn't have that voice, I wasn't using that voice. I didn't even know I could do that voice. Um, I think, I'm not exactly sure where it came from, but, but I think it came from the very first shows that I ever did uh, I think I was just pushing, <clears throat> pushing my voice extra hard okay. because I hadn't really rapped live before. And when I would go back and start recording music after I had done those first couple shows, I realized I needed to bring the same kind of intensity into the studio that I was bringing when I was on like performing okay. live. So I started pushing my vo my voice harder, like when I was recording and kind of seeing how far that could go and then that's kind of where I started to find you know that that, that like voice kind of yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. I kind of it feels it, like the way it feels is like I'm kind of cutting it like halfway it's like almost like I'm stopping my voice like somewhere in the right. middle and getting it just like forcing it to go down how do your vocal cords feel after a show after uh, that? I just, wanted, <laughs> just out of curiosity as long as we do the <laughs> monitoring right if we do the uh, if the sound check is good and we monitor everything properly, I'm fine. Okay. If the sound check, like if we don't get a sound check, and I'm having trouble hearing myself on stage, I might overcompensate um, and go like push myself extra hard. Or if I'm just like sometimes I'm just going overboard on purpose. Okay. So last year or last pardon last March I blew my voice out. It totally. <laughs> Yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't do that voice for like two weeks, and I was so scared I was never gonna get it back. Oh no! Um, uh, so it it varies, but last night like totally fine. Um, the longer, the more shows I've done over the years, and the more kind of professional we've gotten, Paul and I have gotten at what we do, um, the the easier on my voice it's gotten. Cool. As well. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to abuse it. No problem. So the no promos video, for instance, which yeah, I no one of yeah. actually one of the best video I've seen from you. It's it's a big one. That and the Strawberry Fields both got the best reception for sure. Cool. Those both did really well. I was talking about yeah, that one. Like, what is what was the idea behind like that video and actually the song too? So that record was like a it was it's called Banditos. It's a Zero God record. Okay. Panther God and myself. And, um, Which was a DJ, right? Last yeah, night. well, producer. Okay. So he produces like everything. He and I do a lot of. Um, we work real closely together to execute albums that uh, we kind of think of them as like movies, or we give them like thematic 
uh, elements and ideas that we stick to. So like for that record, it was like a Western. Like we used samples of six shooters and horses and falcons. And nice. Okay. Sample of like Clint Eastwood films and. So take it, your family um, made their redemption coming out right now. I haven't played. Actually, <laughs> I haven't played any of the Red Dead Redemptions. I, haven't, I don't get to game like I used to. Fair enough. But um, so that that song was one of the last songs we actually wrote for the record. Um, and I just heard the beat. The first thing that came to mind, like it was one of those things where the beat informed immediately where I was going to go, and and the hook, all promo at my funeral, just came into mind, and I ran with that. So when it came time to write a video, um, I just wanted to do something that. It was like it was gonna be the first video I was gonna put out. That was the first music video I ever put out, okay. and so I wanted it to be just eye-catching, and I wanted it to just kind of have an impact. So, um, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we got Isabel Ferber okay. um, to do the makeup, and it was right around Halloween last year. Um, yeah, actually, we filmed it September like twenty-first last year. Um, so all the Halloween stores were open. So that's where I bought the. The neck oh, and worked out the blood, and, uh, and um, I spent like 20 minutes trying to find what foundation I needed to match my skin because I don't know how to do that, so it took me a stupid amount of time to, to find the right 20 minutes is pretty impressive finding that, though. I finally, well, I got so stressed okay. that I stopped this older woman and was I, I just asked her to tell me what, like, what I needed because I didn't way know. To do it. That's the I didn't way to do it. Right. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what any of this stuff is. So, um, yeah, with that video, I just wanted to do something that, one, included a lot of my friends. Um, so I thought the idea of having a funeral party would just be really dope. And um, there's just a lot of ideas that came to me within that. Like the beer pong, but you're shooting with the rosebuds, and I'm down on the table. Just these like dramatic, kind of dark humor jokes. Like the video, that and Strawberry both are written to be humorous in like the kind of dark, bleak, Almost like a satire type. Yeah, thing. like it's really dramatic and it, it's and it's dark, but there's definitely uh, an intended humor. Um, so yeah, I just want to make something eye-catching and dramatic, something that could include like a bunch of my friends, um, and throw a funeral. Nice. Throw throw a funeral party. Sounds like so. the beer pong, like they're playing with the body on the table, uh -huh. and I we talked a little bit on Facebook about the whole crust thing. Yeah, which yeah. still trips me up for some reason. But you know. Pizza, well, all right, so this is fucked up. I saw an old commercial from the, the I think the nineties, where Donald Trump is doing a Pizza Hut commercial. Okay, and him and I don't know whoever his wife was at the time are like talking like it's kind of like sexy and like it's this taboo thing and that what they reveal in the commercial is that the taboo thing that they're doing is eating pizza starting with the crust down and I was like he is he, yeah, he would, I just yeah. not eating pizza yeah. with the crust. if but anybody would do it I can see that <laughs> like of course he fucking eats pizza starting at the crust he is the type yeah. so fair enough so don't eat and pizza starting at the yeah, crust yeah don't be a weirdo it's like, and we talked a little bit about this like kind of reminds me of the scene in Get Out where she's like dipping the Fruit Loops in the milk first like individually that's just yeah. on the same lines just like creepiness too. yeah what are you doing <laughs> nobody does this alright so for those that might be not familiar with it so how uh you're big in the Asheville scene for music, so yeah. Like, how would you describe this like Asheville music scene? Man, um, prim it. I would say it's primarily known for hip hop. Is definitely not its home genre. Yeah, not at all. A lot of jam bands. Jam bands is probably jam bands funk. 
rock, bluesy stuff uh, is definitely more the standard affair. But the hip hop scene right now, and I've been saying this for for certain, like the last two years, is at a really strong spot. The hip hop scene's come a long way. I've been living here for uh, I just hit my seventh year this September. Um, so there's just a ton of talent in the city right now that have worked and built their brands and gotten their live shows up and are putting out really professional, high-quality content. SK has been putting in a ton of work. PTP puts in a ton of work. Spaceman Jones and the motherships. We got, um, him, we got him on the show tomorrow. So oh, really? Yeah, Spaceman? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Spaceman <laughs> and I are super close. Like, Spaceman's one of my absolute favorites in the city. That's what I'm about to say, man. I feel like everybody knows each other almost. Yeah, well, it's a small-knit community. You know, we all work together. And um, Spaceman is like one of my absolute favorites because our styles are so different. Like Spaceman's approach is so different from mine. So I feel like listening to a Spaceman verse, you can just like, you can just listen and learn. Like he's just telling facts. He's just giving you his perspective, like uncut. Like he's just telling you, like right on beat. Love it. Um, so yeah, the scene is just doing like, I think the hip hop scene here is really uh, having a great moment. And I think going into 2019, it's only going to get stronger. And um, the crowds just keep getting bigger. Yeah. So, nice crowd last night, you want to say that? Yeah. And, you know, that was with all the other events going on. So I was very satisfied. There's a lot of love in the building. It's nice. Very good. Yeah. All right. I always like to ask this question, like, to artists when I interview, just because, you know, I got my own reasons for doing my own music. I sure. know you do, too. So what what was, like, the, that finding moment that actually got you into music? Um... I played, uh, I grew up playing drums, and I think I was like 11, and it was the 4th of July, and my dad had a band okay. that I played in when I was a kid, and I was getting paid, um, I was paid $100, which is better than I get for some of the shows I do now, <laughs> uh, to play for three hours on the drums at a KOA campground, you know the KOA campgrounds, you can like pay to camp there. Okay. There was like a 4th of July festivity thing, and my dad was booked, and I was paid $100 to play drums for three hours on the 4th of July, and I was like 11. So as soon as I got that money, we uh, I went to a card shop, and I spent it all on Pokemon cards. They were Japanese holographic little booster packs that were like $9 a pop. So, so you I still have the cards? I have the uh, Giovanni Machamp. In Japanese, and uh, hit Hitman Chan, Hitman Chan, 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 Chan Japanese yeah. rare. It, I got a couple of them. I, I did say some, um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, it was like getting. I didn't really get an allowance when I was young. It was kind of like when I played shows with my dad. Whatever money was made, like he'd break me off. So it was like at eleven, getting a hundred dollars. I was like a crazy amount of money to me. I was crazy about Pokemon. I had a disposable income to just go, just drop the whole hundred into Pokemon <laughs> cards. So I, that's when I was like, wow, like I just play drums and buy Pokemon cards. So that's like a metaphor for what I'm just trying to do now that I'm 28 and not 11. Okay. Just trying to rap and get Pokemon cards. I dig it. Yeah. So you said that you were, uh, you've been uh, in Nashville like seven years? Yep. So where are you originally from? Uh, I grew up in Maryland. Um, and country <laughs> yeah way out there and so uh that wasn't a good look for me so i took off and uh, i was in i was in the suburbs of dc for a bit like um annandale virginia and then i moved up to minneapolis so i was in minnesota for two years 
That was from like, uh, like 18 to 20. And then, and then I moved down here. Gotcha. So I just, like as soon as I left town, where I grew up, I just kind of jumped around for a couple of years, hit Minneapolis, and then came down here. Yeah. Thank you, man. So you just came out here for the music scene, or? Yeah, I moved out here with some of my best friends that I grew up with, actually. I mean, um, we still live together. Um, uh, his name's Electrochemical. He, he does music as well. So he and I moved out here just to start doing music, start doing shows, and get on our feet, figure out, you know, how we want to do it. Yeah. So any upcoming releases for you? Um, I got one video on the way that's being a new video that's being edited right now. It's not quite done. Um, with uh, with slums, Oak City slums, from uh, and that should be coming out early 2019. Um, maybe February. I'm, I'm not sure when exactly I want to drop it, but Zero Guys working on a new record um, for 2019 that. We're probably done recording it right now. We got like 12 songs we're sitting on. And then I got a solo project with the homie Accent from Charlotte. Okay. Super dope producer. Um, so, yeah, I got like some videos already lined up. I got some videos that aren't filmed, but I'm kind of writing them. And, and then, yeah, I'll be doing my solo EP for sure, Zero God Record next year. Um, it'll be a busy year. I dig it. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, just to wrap it up, any uh anything you wanna to say to the people to get them to come out to the Asheville scene, kinda of, you know, that might not be familiar with it. Yeah, well, um I've been trying to campaign, I've been on the campaign trail for the Asheville hip hop scene. It's like since I even before I got involved I was participating and just coming out. But these last two years the, the growth and the strength in the scene that I've seen the support that I see behind the scenes from other promoters that formerly weren't involved in hip hop, they're they're now starting to dabble and kind of get their hands in there as well. So I just don't think that there's a there's I don't think there's been a better time in recent Asheville music history to get involved and to come check out the talent that the hip hop's bringing. Um, just don't sleep, don't sleep. It's don't you're sleep. gonna have a great time. <laughs> hip hop is like the number one genre in the world right now. It is. And Astral Scene is like coming into its own, in its own way. I will speak firsthand for it because I, I saw this man perform last night along with SK and PTP. They mm -hmm. put on a good show. Like, you know, my first impression of Asheville Scene was absolutely insane. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, this is all, it was awesome. Man. So, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm glad you had a good time, man. Well, yeah, uh, that's E-Man Bates. I'm here uh, with... Musashi. 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 I still can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. You call me Zero. <laughs> All right. Zero. Musashi Zero. zero. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yeah. We're logging off. I'll see you guys uh, next time. Peace. Thanks for having me on. No problem.